Hey everyone, welcome to episode 29 of It Was All A Stream. I'm Chris Sachs, here alongside my co-host, Neil Carroll. That's right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we have to just dive right in Tackle to head on. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Let's dive in. Episode Even more four. Zemo. So much more Zemo, which is... Let me tell you something. They're doing a wonderful, wonderful job with Zemo. I agree. They're doing a wonderful job with him. I mean, look, uh, you know, and again, anybody that's got like Zemo material, um, I think is in a great place right now. Um, they're doing wonders with that character. Anybody who was a fan from way back, excellent. The mask, the whole bit. But also, uh, this is a great thing about the Marvel Universe. It, they don't tend to leave loose ends. They usually circle right. back and hit somebody, and he's really getting his time to shine. Like I like, I like that. I was thinking about that the other day while I was watching this episode. I was like, he's really they're appreciating him like the character and that's what yeah I like. they've transformed him from like an okay villain like the villain that kind of the typical villain that marvel uh struggled with making mm. interesting in past movies you know what i definitely, mean definitely to transforming him into one of the better villains we've had um in all of the MCU, he's he's been so much fun to watch. Daniel Brühl is doing an amazing job. Um, yeah, I, I love everything that they're doing, and they've left the door open for like way more of him. Uh, so let's get into what happened in this episode. I am gonna try to breeze through this real quick so that we could then get into all of the details. So Bucky Gate gets eight hours to use Zemo before the Dora Milaje comes for him. Zemo Correct. finds out where the funeral of Carly Morgenthau's adopted mother will be. Uh, John Walker and Hoskins find the trio and want in on their plan. Certainly. Sam talks to Carly, but John Walker gets too impatient and starts a big fight. Uh, Zemo stumbles onto Carly during all the chaos and the vials of the super soldier serum. He destroys every vial but one before john walker catches him and knocks him out taking the last remaining vial before anyone notices the dora milaje then come for zemo the time is up and they get into a fight with walker and hoskins who want to get into a demeasuring contest with the dora oh, milaje yes. which is so dumb and during the chaos Walker and Hoskins get their butts kicked and Zemo escapes in the chaos. Carly butts then kicked. calls Sam's sister and threatens her so that she'll arrange a meeting with Sam. Like uh, John do. Walker and Lamar Hoskins break up the second meeting that they have. And it is clear that Walker has taken the serum. Correct. Carly accidentally kills Lamar Hoskins, spoiler alert, and John Walker kills one of the Flag Smashers in a fit of rage with the shield, with the world watching, which is a very appropriately titled uh, episode this week, The World is Watching. Um, yes. Let's 
get into all of this. So uh, sadly, there was so much in this episode that gets totally swept aside by the last two and a half minutes of this episode. So let's talk about all the stuff that would have gotten swept aside. Right. And then we'll talk about the last two minutes, probably okay. for like way too like long. A, way too long. Um, here's my issue with all this. A, great stuff. The um, Our flag smasher obviously uh, appeared superhuman to me at the end. I mean, when she did that move off the balcony, don't you think? Um, Carly Morgenthau? Yes. Superhuman oh, they've taken they've taken the serum. They've taken That's the been serum. established. Right. They, they have, so they had 20 vials, I believe. Right. And eight of them were used. Now, so they were figuring out what to do with the remaining twelve or something like that. Here's why I bring it up with a bit of a question mark. Where I'm like, they seem this way. So, Morgenthau, her buddy, various people out there, and now Captain America, the new guy. Yes. Here's my frustration, if you will. Okay. Okay. In our experience with super soldier serums and our video, our, uh, you know, our on-camera experience is mm -hmm. um, the Incredible Hulk with Abomination. Yep. Uh, and Captain, uh, Captain America, we get Red Skull, mm -hmm. who gets the Red Skull because of it. And then you get Chris Evans, who goes from being four foot right. eight to six There's foot an answer one. to your question, too. Okay. So my question, so that you can officially answer it, is why does everybody else get to just be normies, right? And and these guys have all kinds of like side effects. This is actually explained in the previous episode when Andrew, Doctor Andrew Nagel, R.I.P., uh -huh. is yeah. being interrogated by Bucky and Sam and Zemo. He explains to them that he was working on the serum before the blip and then he got blipped away when he came back the u.s government was no longer trying to make his serum or whatever so right. he found another way to do it by being financed by the power broker now he he was very close before the blip he says and once he returned he figured it out not only did he figure it out but he made a serum that didn't that gave you all the strength without changing your physical appearance Okay, I get. So he had per he Nagel. he makes a statement like he had perfected it in a way where you don't have to completely change yourself and become all roided out. You could have all the strength, but still be yourself. I don't agree. I mean, yes, obviously that's the case, and that's the official line we're going with. But I just think there should be some. Because, all right, here it is. And they say it in this episode without actually using the correct line. But Stanley Tucci, okay, uh, Dr. Erskine, I believe, mm -hmm. from the yes. original, so from Captain correct. America, comes up with the solution. And his whole line is, well, it just makes you more of what you are. And they, they say great. that they, right. Lamar Hoskins a version and of that. John Walker have a conversation like that yeah. before Walker takes the serum, right? He thinks right. that it, all it does, it makes you more of who you are. That's, but, that's what he says, too, in a different way. In a different way. But I think 
they should have done a better job of enhancing these people just a little bit. Give me something other than just they can run fast and they can do something because then it's not necessarily so special. Is my point. I think it well, they've been like they have super strength, like they have been showcasing that, right? They haven't been doing it a lot, but like mm-hmm. you have the first, um, the, the truck fight that they first have when right. they first encounter in episode two, yeah. and they're throwing Sam and Bucky and um, John Walker and Lamar Hoskins around like they're nothing, like Correct. they have clear strength, you have them, you know sprinting around at like car speeds and obviously Carly throwing Lamar Hoskins so hard that he dies. Oh yes. You have all of those aspects. They're leaping really high up, like 20 feet up on staircases. So like they're showcasing it. They're not like shoving it down our throats, but they are showcasing it. All right. I'm look. I'll allow it, but I'm just saying, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big, not a big huge fan. Also, uh, the uh, new captain's poor sidekick Hopkins. Just, just you're there and you're gone. Poor guy. Oh yeah. Suffered from true sidekick syndrome. Um, and our new Captain America. I know we needed him to be a jerk. But we really leaned in to jerkiness this time. And we'll get there. Yeah, they've like, they've kind of, I've, it's interesting because they've, they made an attempt when we first meet him hmm. to like make him a sympathetic character. Right, right. right. That and then they so did a quick. complete 180 after that initial introduction yes. to him, then yes. the rest of the way it's been basically he's a jerk, right? Which and again, like, I'm not I'm not out. It's not like I'm bailing on the series, but I felt like you know it's a series, so we had time to kind of get there a little, little bit. I think they yeah, they rushed I, that transformation. I, I think it's been tough because they have so much to cover. I yeah, would so agree with you that it is a little bit rushed. But they are doing like they're planting certain seeds that, yes, would have been nice to be ironed out a little bit more. But they're, they yeah. were planting certain seeds to make it like his jerkiness comes from a, a few different places in my mind. It mm. comes from a one. It, it, he has a severe, severe inferiority complex. Right. You have him, the sympathetic side where you have him, you know, he has all these medals and everything that he mentions in his talk with Lamar Hoskins were the same one where he says, oh, it like the super soldier serum makes you more of who you are. Right. So he, John Walker says, I have all these medals from the worst day of my life. Right where we're supposed to basically assume there were a, and Lamar Hoskins says, imagine if we had the super soldier serum, how many more people we would have saved that day. So essentially 
he has like he was not good enough right that's that was almost the the well, start his, of like, his inferiority three, complex right. but then you have other situations where like he's trying to live up to cap right and he's living he's very clearly knows that he's living in cap's shadow but then there's also the fact that he keeps getting beaten at every turn like he's been constantly outwitted by the flag smashers and outperformed by the flag smashers in every encounter and the kicker for him which kind of shows how his jerky side is he was upset that they lost to the dora milaje and he says to lamar hoskins they don't even have powers right which i thought was interesting which was a great touch because like oh like even them, they beat me. So right. like he feels one, an inf- he has an inferiority complex, but two, he also has a sense of entitlement where he, he does. feels like I'm Captain America. I should be winning all of these fights. The Dora Milaje, who are they? They don't have jurisdiction here. They shouldn't be beating me in a fight. Don't you know who I am type yeah. of But there's um, also that attitude. element of like, respect the badge i mean like he he's working for the government and they're essentially fugitives right now uh Mm -hmm. falcon and the winter soldier so it's like they're i i I felt in that scene they're kind of being needlessly jerks you know they're doing that thing where it's like they're doing the respect the badge thing without Mm. realizing who they're talking to like you're not in america right now you're yeah. talking to a foreign, I don't know, basically secret service for yeah. the king of Wakanda. True. What, respect their but, badge. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. doesn't realize, like, yes, respect the badge works in America for certain, like, groups of people. But he thinks that it's a um, universal, a universal pass. Ba- pass that works everywhere he goes. And that's not the case. Well, but I mean, he's in it, his own little Captain America bubble. I could see why he would believe that over and over because again. former Captain America was respected the world over. Yeah, but look at how he carried himself versus how John Walker carried very himself. Very true. Very true. He he would have never gotten into a like Steve Rogers would never get into a fight with the Dora Milaje or start a pissing contest. Oh, with no, him. he would not start a pissing contest. Nor what do I think he would start fight with the Dora Milaje. However, um, the Dora Milaje, let me tell you, A, kick ass, B, um, this, like, Zemo is so lucky that he's under the protection of all these different people, including Captain America, who's trying to, like, arrest him and take him back to the safety of uh, an American cell. Um, because they are no joke. And I like the little like kind of flashes of the Wakandan history there. I think that's fun too. Yeah. Speaking of flashes too, we didn't even talk about the beginning of this, which I think was a highlight of this episode was the flashback that we get of Bucky. Yes. Fully completing his uh, rehabilitation. I, I thought that was a great bit of acting from Sebastian Stan. I agree. Sebastian Stan. I was very impressed. Excellent, excellent actor. I think he's doing a great job, and I think he's very, very compelling. What are your uh, 
thoughts on the possibility of him playing Luke Skywalker and potentially down the road? So it hurts I know, tangent, because, but I'm curious. Yeah, it's tangent. It hurts because I'm I'm a I'm a Star Wars purist. Um, but if somebody's got to do it, I think I could be okay with it. The, I just he, don't want. He looks like, so much like he looks he so much he like does. Mark Hamill when he was younger. Yeah, like when you Photoshop the hair on him, right? And I think what helps is that he's legitimately a great actor. So like you'd be comfortable knowing like oh he'll do a good. It's job in good hands. I just don't want uh like a take on it. Like, oh, this is Sebastian Sands take on Luke right, Skywalker. Right, 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 right. No, just do it. Do Luke Skywalker. Just do yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like if he does that, I'm on board. I think he's a great actor. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm becoming more a fan with each episode of this show. Absolutely. So this is actually helping me want to cast him in that. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about, um, about Anthony Mackie and, Sam Wilson really in this episode, which I I think like every week Mackie brings it. He brings it every week. I think um, what's interesting is that he probably has more lines, but I do find myself kind of drawn to the Bucky character. Uh, maybe it's my appreciation for brooding being a Batman fan. <laughs> yeah, but like he's just really kind of doing. There's like a lot of levels to to sebastian stan in this however in this past episode you know anthony mackie's reaction to them calling his sister yeah and then the aftermath of that where he kind of his attitude kind of changes where he's he's like he's been proactive he's been trying to be a, a calmer and now he's being reactive and he's pissed i thought that was really well done yeah it's one of those things where like he understands why the flag smashers want to achieve what they want to achieve, what their ultimate goal is. He just, like he says, he can't go with the way that they're doing it and going about it. He thinks that there's another way to do it, which I think is very fair. Totally. Now, uh, before we get to the end, end, um, the thing I liked about, uh, flags man. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. So they kind of gave us a hint that was a throwaway line about the power broker. So yes. there's all these rumors. Power broker could be Sharon Carter, blah blah blah. Could be a woman. Could be this. Uh, they say he. Did you catch that? So uh, when referring yeah, to the power yeah. broker. He says, oh, he's really pissed about whatever the line was, but it was he. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though, because yeah. Sharon Carter's the one who says that. So she's saying that to throw people off is one. Okay. And okay. two, do they not know what gender he is? Maybe they don't know. Maybe everyone's like a Kaiser Soze type situation. Yeah. But okay. I, again, I still, I'm still thinking, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be someone we know. Yeah. I just, feel like Sharon Carter might be too easy. Hey, I think it's, I think it's too easy. Um, it'd be interesting, but I don't know. I think like, like give us something, give us a, an aha moment. Like that, that would be, I don't know how they yeah. make Sharon Carter into an aha moment at this point. 
Right, because she was, listen, she was so heavily featured in episode three, and in this episode, she's just like an afterthought. She has two lines. Um, so I, I don't know how impactful having her being power broker is going to be or how, how crazy of a twist that's going to be. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk about the end that we saw. Man, that was intense like honestly i'm we just talked about everything we spent you know 10 15 minutes talking about that whole episode but in truth at the water cooler in work the next day no one is talking about oh did you see sharon carter said he or you know anthony mackie did a great job emoting in this scene or no it's like oh my god captain america beat to death someone with the shield that I think was a defining moment for this series. Like that was there. Like, listen, it wasn't like a huge twist or anything like that, but that, that is like you said, that was the moment that everyone's talking about the imagery that you have of a version of captain America that could do something as, horrible as that and not only that but how brilliant was it that it happens outside every in a busy street and everyone's got their phones out and are watching it like Mm. what is going to happen now that the world has seen captain america kill a man with his shield and not only that but you have then that imagery of him putting the shield back on and it has the blood on the bottom of the shield it was just In Perfect. and of itself, it was per- like it's horrible yeah. what he did, but it was just oh, certainly a brilliant, brilliant uh, showcase for the creators of showcase, the show. Good way to say it. I know I totally agree with that. I mean, look, we knew something big had to happen because him just being a jerk wasn't enough, right? So we knew this was coming. I did not think that he'd kill the man. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe he'd be like totally, you know, messed up, and then we'd have to deal with that. But took him out. Uh, everybody sees it. They're filming it. Um, I thought there'd be more of a response from Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie at the end. Cause they're there in the aftermath. They witness it. And I guess they like understand it. You know, the frustration, he lost his partner, that guy killed his partner, but also just like this notion of they don't have anything to say. There's no, like, that's not the final I, line of the show. Like I, them denouncing him with what, well, while everybody's got their camera out. I, I think they, they don't get there until he's already done it. Well, but it's, that's what I mean, but it's done. He's standing the end, there. And then he, it's done. I think everyone's in shock Yeah. and then they cut. Right. So we didn't see right. the immediate, like, so what did you do? do, do they open the next episode on that scene? Or do you think we open in like a debriefing conference room in Quantico, Virginia, like the CIA or something? I don't know. I I am so I'm very interested to see how the show approaches this mm-hmm. because so far, like they've done a lot of things to kind of parallel what's going on Mm. in the world today specifically with like 
kind of how the system is set up in America right. and how it works against a minority group of people sure. And, sure. and things like that. Um, and they even hinted at it a lot with this episode, right? Where we talked about how um, John Walker feels like because like he's got that respect the badge attitude mm. he can do no wrong why would anyone oppose me type of thing which is a yeah. very much a parallel with um how a lot of the police work in this country right true yeah, or a sure. portion of the police work in this country yeah. and i wonder if you're gonna have if they're gonna touch on you know the government making excuses reaction for but here's the thing their let captain me, america let me put this out to you um he was an american essentially an american uh soldier sent to apprehend or i guess eliminate i mean i don't want to speak for his orders uh a terror cell for lack of a better word yep i mean steve rogers killed a lot of nazis you know did used the gun at one point uh, it, it, it's like dropped Red Skull out of plane. Um, I'm trying to remember if yeah, he... but the difference. Go ahead. The go difference ahead. is you see he where I'm didn't, going. He never killed anyone who surrendered. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. The the man that John Walker killed said, "I'm sorry, I didn't. I I had no idea he he was she was going to kill like whatever it was. Right. 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 And he he's on the ground. He's done." He's, All right, so that's, he's he's in a position of yeah, surrender, surrender, and right. so John Walker ignores it and kills him anyways. Right. All right. So the, then the next episode has to has to address that distinction. Right, and I'm yeah. curious as to how they're going to approach it because I wonder if they dive into like, listen, when you really think about it, the American government handpicked this guy to right. carry the shield yeah. of the greatest american hero that they've had to like right take his place oh, yeah. and they got to make an excuse for him right they got to try to spin it and do something as far as the show is concerned like i would imagine that's the direction that they're gonna go i i think you're right i think you're right because now it's that's got to be addressed how do they get the shield off of him onto one of these other two people and then how do we make the transition to um cap being sam well no but i mean uh what's uh, he goes on to become instead of captain he becomes why am i drawing oh u.s agent u.s agent yeah you're well you're gonna have two transitions right you're gonna right i i would imagine have Sam becoming Captain America when which he was supposed to be doing before sure. he gave it up or just retiring the mantle of Captain America altogether by the end of the show like he originally wanted right right or or not or and you have to have that transition you would think of um John Walker going from Captain America to US agent and I would imagine Maybe U.S. agent is somehow like a villain, so I don't know how he'll exactly well, be U.S. agent because he's I sense, he's gone yeah. full bad. Like in the so in yeah. the comic books, what happens with John Walker is he starts out prior to being Captain America. He kind of starts out being bad, right. and eventually, as he's being Captain America, recognizes 
um, the importance of the shield and that rehabilitates him into becoming an actual hero. And when cap, he willingly gives cap back uh, the, the uniform and he then becomes us agent. Now, this is a a way different scenario where he kind of started out with wanting ideals and whatever, and it's corrupting him. It's not making him better. Well, which I think kind of sad for the character, but it's much what more I sense, well, yeah, what I sense is going to happen is that you U.S. agent is going to become a weapon of the like John Hurt or William Hurt general uh, style. Um, Thunderbolt Ross, kind of, yeah, Thunderbolt. Uh, Ross. Well, I here's what I think. I wonder if now that he's taken the Super Soldier Serum that the u.s government almost uses him as a assassin again u.s agent assassin like kind of like how they were using isaiah bradley right without the racism and the torture what they'll do is they'll be like okay well we're gonna still use you but we just can't make it public so he's almost going to become like their own winter soldier essentially i think that's undercover like off book missions as u.s agent for for them definitely okay definitely definitely i mean we still have two more episodes of this show if you can believe because like we've only gotten four episodes and a lot has happened and i can't believe though that there's only two episodes left because there's still so much more to cover that is very true i can't believe there's only two um ready i'm ready i'm ready uh, let's move on to some rolling or trolling. Rolling. What happened this week? What do we got? What are we rolling? What are we trolling? Well, Godzilla versus Kong. Yes. Made $48.5 million in the U.S. during its opening weekend. That beats the previous pandemic record of $16.7 million set by Wonder Woman 1984. Wait a minute. Give me those numbers again. Let's talk about that for a second. So Wonder Woman 1984 made $16.7 million in its opening weekend during the pandemic. Is that only the money made from... Just the U.S. But from the box office, from people buying tickets. Okay, 18 million. Go ahead. Godzilla versus Kong made yes. forty-eight and a half million. Forty-eight and a half. Now, are you rolling million. or trolling with that being a sign that we are headed in the right direction with COVID? Okay. Right, because we're now, however many months right. later, four months right. later from when Wonder Woman came out in December, we're yes. in a knock on wood much better place. As far as COVID is concerned, we're not out of the woods by any stretch, but we are in a better place. I was excited when I saw this because, again, we're in the middle of, pan- of the pandemic. Certainly, it's we haven't seen a box office like Godzilla versus Kong in a year, a year and a half now, mm-hmm. um, and people were really worried that movie theater this was going to be the end of movie theaters. I think this is a great, great sign for movie theaters. I think it's a good sign. I'm rolling that this is a good sign. I'm rolling with this. However, 
here's a couple things we need to observe. We need to pay attention to one. So wonder woman, 1984, which we did a show on and we talked about in, in at length, uh, hot garbage. Okay. Um, not a good film. No. So it doesn't have the carryover of like word of mouth. You got to go see this. You got to see it on a big screen. It's going to change your world. It's mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, definitely made its money. I'm sure with its HBO deal as did Kong and uh, Kong vs. Godzilla. But the latter has a huge international following. I know you said this was domestic, mm-hmm. but you know, individuals that grew up in a certain time period or from a certain background. Um, like my father loves Godzilla movies, loves Kong movies. So you you did a team up where you yep. you combined two uber culturally significant characters, right? And you threw them in a movie together. So I think that was going to make money no matter what. On a $200 million budget, though, pulling in $48 million just domestic without looking at the deal they made for the direct to HBO. Well, the, it's not a deal because it's a Warner Brothers movie. Oh, so they just did it. So they just put it on. Like wow. all of the HBO Max movies yeah. are, are Warner Brothers titles right 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 right. so they just decided we weren't going to make our money back in theaters so we'll just so what we'll do is we'll put them on hbo max in order to boost the subscribers basically it's like the same thing that netflix does they spend 100 200 million dollars on like a ryan reynolds movie and put it on there because it's more content for to add subscribers well, see, all right, but then, like, I, you know, so, all right, so then instead of my comment about them making, like, a deal, how many new subscribers did they get? And I'm sure they got a ton. Um, so I'm, I'm rolling. I think that's interesting stuff. Uh, but now if you put out a, uh, a Yaya Sisterhood next week, does it draw the same? Like, I, you know, I don't know that this means no. movie theaters will survive. And it's, I am that's, not that's saying anything fair negative because about the Godzilla ISIS. is a I huge listen, whether you liked the movie or not, it's a big yeah. spectacle, blockbuster, culturally movie. significant because those two characters, an indie, you know, an indie movie or anything right. like that. Um, and but funny also, enough, next week we're getting Mortal Kombat, so it's still tough right. to tell, yeah. But you have to get that, like, especially in a time like this. You have to get the person who went to see it in the theater be your salesman. So everybody that went to see Wonder Woman 2 did not come out a salesman for Wonder Woman 2. But I think Kong, whatever you thought of the movie, I think it was better than Wonder Woman 2. Uh, Kong versus Godzilla, the people that left that theater, I'd say half of them became salesmen to their friends and family Probably, yeah. or like you need to go see this in the theater. Yeah. So, um, well, speaking of, it seems like Warner brothers has taken note of the success and they are making assumptions about next year and what it's going to look like pandemic wise, because they have confirmed that their 2022 movie releases will all be theater exclusive. So they are not going to do that same HBO Max release schedule. They are going to go back to their previous theater model. 
in 2022. Well, then I hope they got some tentpole productions. Uh, oh, yeah. Like we're getting out. Batman next year. Right. Right. Exactly. So I'll roll with it. I mean, I look, I love a theater. I love a movie theater. I love that experience. So the longer we can keep movie theaters alive, I'm rolling with anything that will do that as long as we can do it safely. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of Warner Brothers DC news. Hashtag Deathstroke HBO Max was trending because fans now want to see Joe Man Mangelo's however you pronounce it. Mangelo Angelo. Yeah. Mangelo's Carmen Jello. Uh yes. Deathstroke on have his own series on HBO Max. That's what fans <laughs> want now. I apparently. will roll with Mangelo. Uh, getting his own show. I mean, why not? Again, we live in a in a in a golden age. Just we, here's the all right, and tell me if you agree. We saw just enough of uh, you know Mangello uh, in the Snyder cut, where it's like they could go in any direction they want with him. Like that doesn't okay. have to be yeah. as dour and sad. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, they could. Right. So, like with, for example, with you know uh, Jesse Eisenberg or or Ben Affleck or you know, like they're all spoken for now. We can't. Right. They they showed backwards. a total of two minutes of screen time of Deathstroke, right. so it so could literally be anything. Let's give it a shot. Let's do it right. Let's have you know be awesome with it. Don't please make a conscious effort not to follow in the current DCU model footsteps. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trolling this just because like the same people, no, not because I hate him, but the same people who are like trying to hashtag make this happen are the same people that made the Snyder cut happen. And the same people who are saying hashtag the air cut because they want to see the suicide squad cut different. It's just like, come on. Come on. Like it, it was not six. Like we didn't need the Snyder cut. It turned out like we don't need a different cut of suicide squad. We don't need his version of Deathstroke. We don't need the Snyder verse to continue on just because you guys are using hashtags liberally like let's just maybe use that energy for something Uh good like use it for even if it's not like something good as in like good for the world like use it for something like actually of good quality all right i'll support that right yeah like you know when a hashtag actually worked and this is going to be a weird one was when they used it to fix what Sonic the Hedgehog looked like in the movie. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. That actually worked very well because yes. he looked a Hashtag trillion times better after yes. all the Twitter commotion. That Correct. was That is a rare case where a studio takes the advice of the fans and, and the advice of the fans is actually good. Okay. Because not that doesn't happen that often. It doesn't happen very often that the studio takes notice of its fans and what they want. And a lot of times fans think 
they have a really good idea and a lot of times they don't have yeah. as good an idea as they think um so yeah i think just like let things like just leave stuff alone we don't have to resurrect everything and make everything in the very specific way that interesting we want. you're a fickle man sir interesting um lastly for dc yeah. uh lucy Liu has been cast as the villain calypso in shazam fury of the gods uh, calypso is the sister to helen mirren's hespera okay i first i'm happy they're doing a shazam too second i actually have a comment about that when we get to our uh, suggested for use later um okay i'm trolling this because i like lucy Liu in some roles however she i apparently she is notorious for being difficult to work with interesting like yeah apparently her and like bill murray had huge problems on uh the charlie's angel set years ago like there's all these stories out about her so i don't know like uh, i don't know okay i think maybe uh i think i want a slow roll that's what i'll do i'll give the okay. benefit of the doubt i'll slow roll okay um, I mostly just like I don't really have a, a role or troll for this myself because you know Shazam was fine. The first Shazam was fine, was but this fine. isn't like you know again. DC is more your yeah you, you know in your Shazam pocket. was what it needed to be. I think of the DCU to date, um, the recent DCU, not, not the Christian Bale, um, right? The DCEU, the DCEU, um. I think that was probably the high the high point. Interesting. Today, Interesting. Yeah, probably the high point. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay, on to some other news. Christopher Daniel Barnes, who I'm sure everyone has heard of, of course. Um, is reportedly in talks to reprise his role as the voice of 90s Spider-Man in Into the Spider-Verse 2. Let me tell you something. That will be the only reason I tune in to watch Into the Spider-Verse 2. I, and I know... You didn't you, know where I was going with it when I, I said his name because you'd never heard of him before. I haven't, but the moment you described what he is, I heard it in my head. He is the best, vo- much like, much like... Um, uh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. I kept saying Tim Conroy. Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman, this gentleman is the voice of Spider-Man. When I read a Spider-Man comic book to this day, that's the voice I hear whenever Spider-Man speaks. Um, So I think that is great. I think that can only uh, help an otherwise redonkulous film. Uh, The first one. Loved the first one. I know you did. And and I worry about it. It was... critically acclaimed yeah wow and has like a 90 something percent on rotten tomatoes and audience score or whatever but you know i'm the weird one yeah i'm Um, just saying man rumors are swirling you know so was so was avatar is all i'm gonna say to you okay Okay. we're we're moving on we're moving on oh we're moving on now we're moving on yeah now we're moving on Uh, you and the um, alfalfa sprouts from space, but but go ahead. Yeah, I'll, we'll move on. Carry on. 
<laughs> rumors are swirling, yeah. swirling, I say, that Chris Hemsworth may or may not be working with Russell Crowe on a sequel to Gladiator. Neil, are you rolling or trolling with a potential Gladiator sequel in the works with from from those two? Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, spoiler alert: one, two, three. Uh, Russell Crowe's dead. In yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. in, you know, he did not make it. No, he in kind did of a spectacular not. fashion. No, he did not. So. Uh, my fear is that they're going to do another like Jorel from Meh of Steel, where like Russell Crowe is speaking to um, the Hemsworth boy from the Beyond. I don't know. Uh, that's my like. I don't see. I don't see how you do a sequel. Um, the other thing is, I find, and this might be sacrilege because. Uh, he was tremendous and it's a critically acclaimed film since apparently that's all that matters now. Um, oh my God. The uh, Spartacus um, with Kurt Douglas. Okay. I find Hemsworth and Douglas to be the same, similar in gritty style. Like they're Hollywood gritty, you know, famous, like, you know, cute face gritty. Whereas Russell Crowe, was like man gritty okay like sense. he like chris hemsworth is like pretty yeah, gritty he, he, pretty with, gritty like yeah pun and rhyme intended exactly exactly like i think i think the original gladiator worked you know because it was a good movie but also you're because... saying chris hemsworth is too good looking of a person to be playing like a gladiator like russell crowe yeah like i would almost buy him more as the emperor than i would the gladiator that's fair uh you know i mean yeah i guess i would worry like he like chris hemsworth is more like brad pitt in troy yes that's right it's more posture and posing in an epic than it is like i'm following this man dealing with loss and and trauma you know okay. like i you know i'll get i'll give you another so i did i used kurt douglas i'll give you another actor that i'll liken it to regardless of how anybody feels about him i think you'll agree with my comparison russell crowe would fit in the same kind of actor style as uh mel gibson mm-hmm would you agree with that comparison? Yeah, I think that's a fair, you know. Like, I think those comparison. two, like, for example, and, and I think they're actually, more in each other's lane a little in bit. In each other's lane. Um, and I think Mel was actually up for um, Gladiator one time. But, yeah. I, like, I feel like you could drop Mel into a Gladiator more seamlessly than you could drop a Hemsworth. Well, back in the day, yeah, like back in the day, Mel. Oh, you back if everybody yeah, in yeah, their yeah. prime. Well, that's because he, prime, he showed it, right? Because he like Braveheart is very Braveheart much is, in a know, in yeah. a very similar vein as, to right. uh, Gladiator. Um, so yeah, I would agree with that. But you know, I wouldn't mind seeing like if Chris Hemsworth has the chops to do it. You know what I mean? I mean like, look, who would have thought yeah, that I'll he'd be as legitimately great comedically, sure. as he is, sure. right? 
he does an amazing job with his timing and his comedy in recent yeah. movies. You could kind of see that and that, you know, probably not an avenue you thought he had or could right. do. Um, so, yeah, I'd be curious to see if he could be a lead in a gladiator movie or something like that. I'd give Why him a not? shot. Look, I'll, I'm, I'll slow. I'll slow roll this as well, because, you know, good for him. I'm glad he found work. He should be doing stuff. But I just, I'm just, you know, I, I, I made my, my voice heard. I made my concerns known. <laughs> um, lastly, I don't need to say anymore. There, I have a quote from uh, Elon Musk's, I guess, Old work partner and Neuralink co-founder, whatever Neuralink is, uh, Max Hodak. Here's the quote. Oh, okay. We could probably build Jurassic Park if we wanted to. Wouldn't be genetically authentic dinosaurs, but maybe 15 years of breeding plus engineering to get super exotic novel species. Let's break this down. That is the quote. So, okay. So Muskie, Muskie's partner. Yes. Um, Neuralink co-founder. Neuralink co-founder. find out what Neuralink is. Don't even find out. Neuralink is basically InGen. The InGen. Oh, that like brain chip. Oh, okay. That's what Neuralink is. They they have a a brain chip that they put into like monkeys. This gets more horrifying. So remember like the whole Planet of the Apes story we had? Now, not only do they want to start Planet of the Apes, but now they're like, we haven't learned from that movie series. Right. Let's throw in a Jurassic Park as well. Oh my God. So all right. So Musker and and friends are developing just living nightmares, essentially. We've Yes, they uh, are essentially going to create a planet of the apes slash Jurassic Park I, scenario in order to further oh. entice people to use their technology to move to Mars. That's here's what my, I think the the overall game plan is for them. Here's my point. Okay, so I'm going to troll this. Like, let's right. not bury the lead. I'm going to troll this because a, like you just said, have we no shame? Have we not learned? Like, this is the moment in the movie where no one speaks out, and then everything goes wrong. It's like, look, we invented this thing. Yeah, you know, it'll probably kill a bunch of people, but, you know, it'll make us a fortune and it cures some mundane disease. But, you know, it has the side effect where it turns monkeys insane and uh, whatever. Uh, and no one says anything. Let's start saying something. Okay. <laughs> this is the problem. This is, this is horrifying. Um, I would also say, and this is a novel approach, why not just let your technology work and then let that be the drive for more people to use your technology and support the mission to space. Like, I, why, you know, yeah. Why don't we do that? Why not build a better car? No, my, my, again, my conspiracy theory is that uh-huh. they are trying to create crazy things happening on earth 
because so we they all have poof. this whole plan of going to Mars so that we'll all follow in their plan and go to Mars using their spaceships. So they need to make Earth uninhabitable. This is their like evil scientist plan. Okay. They need to make Jurassic Parks yes. and Planets of the Apes in <laughs> order for us to do what they want, which yeah. is leave Earth and go to Mars. Global warming's taking too long. We're going to release. We're going to accelerate this a little bit. Let's put some uh, computer chips in apes brains and create a T-Rex. I am. I think you're right. I think your conspiracy is correct. Right. Yes. Um, Okay. (laughs) Let's talk our suggestions from last week. Neil, you suggested a movie called keeping the faith to me. And I suggested a little gem called den of thieves you did in fact which would you like to start with uh let's start with den of thieves okay so den of thieves was a two hour and 20 minute movie i did not realize it was that long yes i felt like as with most two hour and 20 minute movies there's i feel like there's room to cut Okay. I feel like that's the director being a little too self-serving. However, okay. um, good film. I enjoyed it. Uh, I've enjoyed some of your other suggestions a little bit more, but I did certainly enjoy this. Um, I, I was thinking about this. I think probably your best suggestion for you to date so far is probably um, Us. I mean, that's, yeah. Way back. I mean, that was tremendous. Yeah. Like That's a movie I'll probably reach back to. Um so here's the first thing before we get to the actors. I don't know if I believe this. Like it's LA and they say a bank is robbed every 48 minutes that it's the bank robbing like capital of the world. I'm interested. I, yeah, I want to look that up too. Right? We sh- actually should have done a little bit more. That's how good we research. are yeah. preparing for this podcast. I'm about to look it up right now. You look it up. I'm going to continue my, my explanations here, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, Pablo Shriver, who I've come to enjoy quite a bit, and he is the half-brother of Liev Shriver, um, from such fame as Orange is the New Black. And I love his role as the leprechaun, the six-foot-five leprechaun in American Gods. I think he's hysterical. Uh, 50 Cent, welcome to the show. (laughs) That's right. Yes. Cooper Andreas, uh, who I truly enjoyed because this was my this was my uh, shazam moment uh, he's in walking dead but he also plays that like stepfather in shazam and does an amazing job of just being a kind-hearted soul yep and i think he's utterly watchable when he's on screen so i hope this transition to film is like a permanent thing for him and i was thinking to myself you know well, why hasn't he been in more but also this movie came out in 2018, so I am a little behind the curve. Did you figure out if LA is, uh, you have any info? Yes, so I do. So this yeah. is coming from uh, movies.stackexchange.com. Okay. Which someone says in the opening credits, Den of Thieves shows the statistics about the bank robbery as seen in the below screenshot 2,400 times a year. 44 times a week, nine times a day, every 48 minutes, a bank is robbed. Um, so that's just 
a bit oh. of yeah i i believe they're talking about the u.s as a okay. whole a bank not a bank in la right and okay. um yeah they kind of they don't make that very clear and it's essentially like math is is what they're doing there that every 48 minutes they're just you know Hence, doing the math it. down from like okay 2400 yeah. times a year that means this many times a week times a day blah 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 all that stuff because that's like just stop having banks in la if that's the case Right, um, right. But, no, okay. all right. it's so that it's makes not more all sense. LA. It now. is, um, it's the country. It looks like. okay. So, um, I like the concept. I like the idea. I think, without talking specifically about, you know, obviously they're robbing a bank, um, and the local sheriffs have to deal with it. Uh, the local sheriffs. Are, it's not like good guys and bad guys. Gerard Butler plays a, an exceptional. Uh, exceptionally good sleazy character. Yes, he does. Um, so I liked that. He does a very good job. He made me like frustrated with him. It's like, oh my god, I know those guys who act like that, and it just I like I I hated watching him, but also like enjoyed what he was doing because I've seen mm -hmm. him play really heartfelt and tremendous characters right. as well. Um, having said that, I would liken this movie to if I was going to do a double feature. Okay, and I was going to say, pair this movie with, have you ever seen the film Heat? Oh, yeah, love Heat. Okay, doesn't this have a Heat vibe? It does have a Heat vibe. It is like, yeah, it's in that same lane. It's a robbery right. movie. Yes. It's, you know, it's in, long. It's over two hours. It's it's longer. Yeah, yeah. it's it's over two hours. It, um, But like Heat is in a different like class of movie but yes right. they they would pair well like this yeah. took a lot of influences from I think that so. movie i think this is a more doubt. visceral heat yes okay um and i think it's even i think they're both set in la if i remember correctly but definitely so like that i, I would know if it was la or miami was it, was it miami Maybe. i don't remember now it's probably la i think you might yeah. be right with that. i think it's la um Yet another example of, well, well, heat's another day, but that would be uh, my like double feature. I'd say watch this and then watch that. They'll go perfect together. Yeah, so I enjoyed well. myself. Good action film. Uh, actors that I you know, got to rediscover and remember how much I love them. Um, but definitely we could shave out some fat we could trim some fat there but good film. I, I think that's always fair i um you know i kind of i enjoyed this movie because of how clear it was that they were basically like giving us a bank robbery movie like yes. they were like here's what they do in bank robber movies we're gonna do all of them we're, we're just gonna give it to you in a different like different just version ready of of the same stuff but that's okay you give yeah. us the little twist at the end to leave room open for future den of thieves movies which i think is brilliant and yep. um yeah I, I i just thought it was a very enjoyable movie and i'm glad that you enjoyed it as well I certainly did. here's what i would like to do i want to try a i guess this is a segment within a segment oh interesting these days you have a lot of um lists 
on all of these streaming services, specifically sure. Netflix giving their trending 10, right? Right. Things like that. Top 10. I have created a top five list. Ooh. And what we're going to do is you're going to play along with me and you are going to try to guess what my list of five is. I'm ready. So here's the list I've put together. I have created a list of superheroes that I would like to, if I was in a bank robbery movie, ah, this is the team that I would create to perform the bank robbery. And okay. they are five superheroes, the top right. five superheroes that I would have on my team. You're putting together your Ocean's Eleven team. Essentially, but a it's five. A, a, your a Ocean's five. five team. Okay. It's the top five. Now, there's also not really any part of the list. Like, think about different roles in bank right. robber movies and Skills. who would play them as well. Okay. So, like, I so, didn't just put everyone's, like, the same, like... Is it is it fair person. to say, at the outset, is it fair to say, like, no Superman? Yes. Like these okay. are, I went a Everybody's little bit got a more skill. obscure. Everyone's got a specific skill okay. that is going to help the, the robbery. All right. I would say, because I don't think you can help yourself, although I'm not quite sure the skill, uh, is Spider-Man in this team? No. Ooh, no, look at I you will getting tell very you right serious now, about team formation. Yes. I will tell you right now, there's a few, like, semi-obscure people i'm interested to see if if you'll get i think you'll get a couple right there's there's one specifically who is number one on the list that their power is just so obvious that it would work for a bank bank robbery that oh has to be done kitty pride okay she's number two She's number two. List. All right. Because she can go through anything yes. that she wants. Right. Okay. So Kitty she's Pride, number I like that. two. Okay. There's one more whose power is like extremely, extremely obvious. Is there another X-Men on this list? There is no more X-Men on no this list. No more X-Men. Kitty Pride, last X-Men. She's number two. We got four to go. Although, one... were you going to say Mystique? Because now that I think of her, I didn't think of her. She'd probably right. be considered right? walk in as be the considered right, yes bank manager okay so moving on four to go something super obvious uh i would think you'd need like a tech guy but so also... i'll want me to go give ahead. you the roles i have the roles two and a half people that will be in the bank robbery itself right okay two and a Holding half people. people up that half is because not only are they participating in the robbery, but they're also the ones who helped map out what they're going to do. That's why I say half. Got it. And you have your getaway, and you have your person on the computer. So those are the five. Getaway and the person on the computer. So uh, you had Kitty Pryde doing her thing. Is Is one of the Fantastic Four there? Maybe. Okay. It is, I want to say, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards. No. No? It can't nope. be What's-Her-Name, because that's the same as Kitty Pride, the Invisible Girl. Nope. Invisible Girl. Number you one. Invisible she's girl? invisible. She's in- she can't go through things, but she's invisible. She's not going to get caught on camera. Like, that's right. perfect. But you're going to you, see her carrying out bags. Whatever. 
she's gonna get in. That's all right. All right. I'm just. I thought I'm, that was I'll, the most I'll, obvious person to have. You have someone obvious. invisible. You have Kitty Pride help you with the robbery. All right. She's not invisible. But she is she goes useful. through stuff. But imagine those two combining their powers. Yes. Because Kitty Pride, when she if she's holding it. on to you, you can go through the stuff here's, too. And if Invisible Woman is holding on to you, she could turn you invisible. Here's what concerns me. Here's what concerns me. You've now eliminated Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. So when it comes to the planning process, I fear who you've put in charge of planning. Well, so this was something where I felt obligated to include them. Yeah. And this is going to give away, I think, who it is because they've had prior experience in bank robbing, bank robbing before becoming a hero. Oh, wait a minute now. Okay. So it's not. Uh, Obviously, I could have gone, gone with a super genius, but super I felt genius obligated is what I thought. because, like, one, how do you choose from the millions of super geniuses that are in? Now, have comics? we seen. All these characters, because there's three left. Have we seen them all in film? We have seen two. We have seen two of the three in films. Two of the three. So I'll give film. you a hint. One, the one left is in a Marvel movie. Hmm. And then the other two, one is in the DC. Yes. All the DC universe, and the other is from DC property, but has not yet appeared in a movie. Well, I would say this, um, though he doesn't necessarily have experience uh, bank robbing, but is quite the brilliant mind, uh, Batman? No. I mean, the man's a planner, Chris. This I what he does. know. Again, He's this was more of an obligation uh, than anything. So just... I, I take exception with your team thus far, but okay. Um Let's see. Bank robbing. I'm trying to think. Is it? Uh, uh, I um. Gambit. Okay, the, no, the bank robbing is from a Marvel movie. That from, that character oh, is from Ant a Marvel Man. movie. Yes, Scott Ant Lang, Ant Man. I went with him for two reasons. One, obviously, his power is helpful in right. robbing a bank, make himself smaller to sure. get into places and stuff like that, and because that. he is. That's what he did. He performed bank robberies. So, like, right. how am I not going to choose the guy, the one guy that like does this, Who does this for a living? Right. That's okay. why I picked him over a super genius. I was like, you know what? This fits a little bit more. He'll plan out the whole thing. He now helps with security because he knows what people yeah. are going to do to rob stuff. So, I'll let him be in that lead position. All right. So we've got Invisible Girl, Kitty Pride. Uh, Ant-Man. We've got so two, you've got more, two to go. more You've got the getaway and you've got the person on the computer. I don't think you're going to get the person on the computer. I think you're going to get the getaway. All right, the getaway. Now, if we were really on the stretch, I'd say Baby Driver, but no. Um, no, we're, we're talking yeah, superheroes. Pure superheroes. So, a superhero who knows his or her way around a car. Is Maybe. Good? speedy oh no my god and and I, this disgusts me if this if i'm right i i just want to quit this game right now please don't tell me that parked outside of this bank you're robbing 
is Wonder Woman and her invisible plane. No, no, but that would be okay. hilarious. No, oh, because they'd si- they, you would have no need. No, you're not yeah, thinking. Be. You're you're looking for a fast getaway. Fast getaway. Well, you we don't sorry. necessarily have to be in a car. Oh my God! How is the Flash going to carry everybody and all the money? He could just go one by one, and it's still five seconds, I... and they're out of there. The Don't perfect you... getaway is just the Flash carrying everyone out of there. You only oh have God. to carry three people. One of them can fit in your pocket because he's going to turn into this an this... inch tall. Right. Let's it's get the, four, the fifth and final on the computer. Smart guy. Has to be a smart guy, right? Or a girl. Or a girl. Smart guy or girl on the computer. Okay. Super Oracle? Yes. Oh, man. Wow. And you didn't think I was going to get it. I did not think you were going to get that. Boom, yes, sucker. Yes, Oracle. Correct. I like it. Here's Thank you. what you're like and your team. You, you remember Princess Bride? Okay. Yes. Where Great movie. Vizzini is like, you remember Plato, Aristotle, Socrates. He's like, yeah, fools. That's you. <laughs> You're that's you right now. You're like, oh yeah, flash because of this and that. I take such exception. I may have to formulate my own list because you feel like I get. I get. How does it not make sense? Maybe it's too outside the box for me. I guess I'm like I'm throwing everybody in the Batmobile and and gunning it to 88 with his with his nuclear powered exhaust. Um, you know, or or to get away. Yes, from a crime scene. Mm-hmm. Are you going to take the Batmobile, which goes tops 150 miles per hour, 160 miles per hour, or are you just going to have the Flash transport you out there in five seconds? I, I, I see. I get it. I see the route to your Especially answer. with the team that I built, the Flash the can carry Invisible Woman in one arm, Kitty Pride in the other arm, and get all the bags of money or whatever the heck they stole out of there and just go back and forth a bunch of times real quick in like 10 seconds. No one would know what happened. You are something else. I, th- I think it's very brilliant. interesting. So, very interesting. Anyways, <clears throat> My well, we'll see. I think this is something that we should continue. The, a, top, right. a top I'll, five I'll, list. Yeah, I'll come up with and, a list. You could come up with the list next week and maybe we'll alternate weeks. Some weeks we'll both do one um, because if anything, it's just an entertaining seeing you get all riled up. Um, okay. I watched Keeping the Faith. Yes, you did. A Edward Norton starring and directing yes. film featuring Ben Stiller as well. Um, I thought that this was a very, this was like a middle of the road movie for me. Ooh, okay. So I have take the same issue as you do with Den of Thieves as far as the length of the movie. Yeah, I give you that. It's a little over two hours which like yes. for something like th- like this isn't a very high concept movie right no not at all so like basic rom-com basic rom-com 
a, a basic rom-com, I think it should be a rule of thumb that it's under two hours. I if not just that. an hour and a half and you're, you're out of there. I agree. Two, Edward Norton's character, like here's what I think happened. Okay. This, because there's a history of Edward Norton wanting input on the script. Yes. Like you had that with true. Incredible Hulk. He, want, he rewrote he too parts can of be the difficult. script. He can yes. be difficult. Whatever. Yes. Here's what I think happened. This movie gets written. He gets pegged to direct. He's like, I'm, st- I'm going to play this part too. Right. And he rewrites his part. Yes. To become more important in the movie than what he was originally intended. Because okay. his storyline, he, he did not need to be in this movie and as important to this movie as much as he was. Right. Like you could have had this entire movie and him not be in it and it still would have made sense. You have a very simple concept where Ben Stiller is a rabbi. He falls in love with his childhood friend when she comes back to town and right. she is not Jewish and that creates an issue for him. How does he deal with like all of that? His religion and his job yeah, they could and have his congregation and and her like they're exploring that but then you throw in oh and by the way his best friend is a priest and he's in love with her too and how crazy is that for him when really we spent the entire time with ben stiller and the girl anyways like edward norton's not in it that much and all of a sudden he's in love with her too and it's just like he's going on a bender because like Right. After spending two days like with her, the he's Irish like madly in love. And here's yeah. the other thing. She's this successful, crazy successful businesswoman who hasn't been to New York City since eighth grade. Yeah, I doubt that that's the case. I, 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 I agree. That wasn't where I suspended my disbelief in as much as... No, but I'm uh, just... I'm ben piling on, and, Neil. Let me pile on. He could be <laughs> clergyman. Go ahead. Pile on piling on um i just i felt like he could like edward norton's character could have just been like he could have still been the friend like his friend is a priest he didn't need to be like shoehorned into this plot as like creating a love creating it into a love triangle that like didn't need to be there interesting sir i don't think it had any place in this movie and this movie would have been much better had it just like kept it a little bit more simple than it did. Right. They made it too complicated and they didn't need to make it as complicated to like make it an interesting movie. I concur. So that yeah. was how I felt about <laughs> keeping the faith. Well, that's, that's pretty much sums it up. That's that's perfectly <laughs> understandable. Quick, in and out. <laughs> Just like perfectly the flash would be if you robbed a bank. Unbelievable. <laughs> Just an outrage. Just um an outrage. What what do we what do we got this week for suggestions? I have for you, um, because I I I think I can know that you haven't seen this. Um, I have for you, given uh, that you are uh, careening, as it were, headlong into. fatherhood and parenthood Mm -hmm. 
I think you should watch. Now, I would suggest both of these things to you, but I don't think the other one is streaming. Okay. So circa 2010 to 2015, there was a television show. Oh. Yes. Rare yes. television show suggestion. A, indeed. But Are as you? you know, I'm going through my series of all mm -hmm. the series I've watched. Yes, you are. And I'm finishing up series that I didn't watch and starting new ones and adding them to my list. Uh, this is I'm on the last season of this show and it's it's good. It loses you and it brings you back. It's heartfelt. It's it has all the different things that can happen as a parent. It's got all the good, all the bad, all the ugly. It's called Parenthood. Okay, yes. You've heard of this. I have heard of it, and I've heard very good things about it. Yes. Now, I would say at least commit to two episodes at least. Okay. Okay, do the best you can. You know, mm -hmm. see how far you can get. But I would at least commit to two episodes. Um, Peter Krauss is kind of the lead. Uh, so this is based off a movie called Parenthood that right. starred, uh, um, oh my goodness, starred, and I love him. Why can't I think of him? Plays banjo. He's a wild and crazy guy. Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. Starred Steve Martin. Peter Krause takes over that role, although it becomes more of an ensemble character. Now, I don't like Peter Krause, but okay. in, in this show, he proves himself to me. He does very good. I tuned into this show for a very terrible reason. Okay. Um, I tuned in because I love um, Lauren Graham. Okay. Lauren Graham was in Bad Santa. Yes. It was kind of like the, you know, she was also in God Help Me because I watched much of it. Uh, Gilmore Girls. Okay. And she is so, see, Lauren Graham might be my perfect, like, woman. I think, I think. Are you trying to sell me on this or? I'm trying to sell you on this because. Okay. Don't, why? Because I mentioned Gilmore Girls and now you got to get snippy. She's on, uh, she's in the new uh, Mighty Ducks That's show right. on Disney+. That's Plus. right. So I would sell you on this because uh, it's an excellent show. It's very family oriented. A lot of excellent uh, ensemble characters. Uh, Peter Krause, Lauren Graham, Dax Shepard, who I know you enjoy. Yeah, um, he's good. You know, Monica Potter, who you will. I believe Michael B. Jordan was in this show for a little while. For a period of time. And and playing Craig the patriarch, Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, he's good. And too. Craigers always does a good job. I would commit to two episodes. I think you're going to watch more. Uh, I think it's a show you're going to like. Oh, also sneaky. Bonnie Bedelia. Hello. From Die Hard. I know. Little Ray Romano. Yes, but at the end, you're not going to get to him unless you stick with it till oh, the end. Okay, well, you know. Yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert. Man can dream. Man can dream. Um, but very I, good. Yeah, this is, uh, this is interesting. I By will the way, give this a watch. This will give me the feels, though. It'll give you will the feels. Not? Die Hard Bonnie Bedelia. You're going to get all the feels. You're going to get all the feels. I'm you're going to be inconsolable at times. Wow. Inconsolable. But then at times you're going to feel joys like you've never felt. Okay. It's a roller coaster. Okay. Interesting. And you're strapped in next to Lauren Graham. <laughs> so just uh, go for the ride. So I'm 
trying to decide what I'm going to suggest to you. It's it's because I have so many things <laughs> that I want you to watch. Uh-huh. And just like, do I want you to watch this now? Do I want you to watch this? Um, I'm thinking I'm going to give you a television show Ooh. to change it up a little bit and to change go it. with, you know, what you did. The theme. You suggested a, a TV show to me. Um, all the TV shows I currently have on here are comedies. I'm ready. I need some comedy. Um, I... <laughs> I don't I think there's an outside chance that you enjoy this show. Okay. But you're you trying to sell me on it. Probably won't. Wow. That's thank God. But I'm so intrigued uh, by what your commentary will be on this show. Yeah, oh sure. That I almost like need you to see it. Now, you should sell used cars. This show. Go ahead. I thought it's only one season so far. Excellent. I thought it was one of the best new shows of last year. Okay. It made my end of the year list. Ooh. Interesting. Okay. This show is about yes. a... Well, I'm just going to say, this show is called Dave. All right. It's on Hulu. Dave on Hulu. So is my show. Go ahead. It is about a rapper slash comedian named Lil Dicky. Oh, you have mentioned this to me, and I have probably poo-pooed it. I haven't seen it. I will watch it. It You've is. Been, this has been boiling for a while. This, this has, has been, been bubbling boiling. up. This has been, you know, I've You've been, been simmering this. I've one been for a going while. back and forth on whether or not to <laughs> yes to suggest this to you. Oh the God. good news is this is a it's a quick watch. Hit. It's a quick watch. It's twenty minute episodes. All right. It's only ten episodes. Obviously, you don't have to watch the whole thing, but you know, if you'll commit to watching a couple. Same as what I did. I think there's potential you could get into it. It is very funny. Yeah. Um, there's some crude humor in there, but it's always enjoyable. Welcomed. Um, there's a lot of like sneakily, like very heartfelt moments in this show as well. Um, mm. It if I know rap is very much not on your top favorite music genres but if you are able to look past the the that in the forefront right and look past that and see this as a show about friendship and trying to make it and being awkward and being insecure and all of this stuff like just thinking about how inherently insecure someone must be to be doing something basically completely outside of your culture and trying to make that what you do for a living, (laughs) but then simultaneously being like extremely confident in it (laughs) so much so that like, you know, you're so good that you're just going to do it anyways. Like that's kind of what the show is. Um, Okay. And it's very funny. So I, I liked it. 
I think if you give like the first couple episodes a shot, there's an outside chance that you're going to like it too. Plus I think just next week's episode is going to be so interesting to hear what your, your take on the show. is. Oh, and I'm sure I'll make notes. I'll be sure I have notes. I cannot wait. I'm actually, I've decided now I'm going to rewatch it along with you (laughs) as well. Oh my God. You are outrageous. Can't wait. So my suggestion to you is Dave. You can watch that on Hulu. Your suggestion to myself was parenthood, which I can also watch on Hulu, which is great. Um, Outside of that, we have some more Falcon and Winter Soldier next week, which we're going to get into, and we'll get into some more rolling or trolling. Otherwise, uh, until then, if you are enjoying what you're hearing, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on wherever it is that you're listening. You can find us on every single podcast platform, almost known to man uh you can also find us on neil's phenomenal website glued to the screen.com that's glued the number two the screen.com with that neil what do you have to say to the people stream on everybody